Speaking of National Treasure Days. I like how it says, you are live, like it's talking to you, like it knows you, this program. It needs a voice, like Casey Kasem's voice or something. Or we need Don LaFontaine, should I get his voice? You are live! I'm not, but you are! B-movie battle! Alright, speaking of which, let's go to the intro. I'm never going to top that video. Not one ounce of coke in any of these shows. No, this is, uh, okay, welcome to B-Movie Battle 69, Nick Cage cast, what is it, 46, I want to say? Yeah, 46. Four, The Family Man versus Trespass. This will be a mystery, a real toss-up to who's going to win. How sad is that? I mean, that, 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 that's, that's got to, that's hurt. That's painful. Yeah, poor bastard. It's not his fault. It's just, that's the luck of the draw, I guess. It's kind of his fault. Because he could have said no. Did you know, well, did you read about Trespass? How this was like a $30 million, $35 million movie? And it got released in like two theaters and it made like $10,000. Yeah. I think it made like $7,800. <laughs> Yeah, if that, and it was just dumped to Redbox and no one gave a shit. And it looks like shit. The movie looks terrorist. It's a bad picture quality. Family Man is nice looking because it's Dante Spinetta or what? Spinotti Spinetta. But that's like a real DP. But I think there was a real DP on Trespass. It's just, it looked like garbage. It looked terrible. The whole movie looked like it was. What if? Shit. What if, on the front of the Family Man box, what if? What if I told you, Dick, there's a movie with Nick Cage and Taya Leone and, and Don Cheadle, but, and then there's another movie with Oscar winners in it, and a guy who's made a bunch of movies I really enjoy made it, and somehow it's, and one, one of them is complete the other, fucking garbage. And the other one was directed by a complete fuck. Should I show the picture of Brett Ratner? Yes, touching his dick, adjusting his balls, because, you know, rehearsals are for fags, according to Brett Ratner, which got him in trouble, and that pretty much ended his career. Oh, and all the rape stuff. Oh, that will do it, yeah. Oh, that stuff. That, that'll that end your career, too. Him being a complete fuck. He just looks like a guy that would rape you at a, at a frat party. He did. <laughs> I gotta adjust my shit. I'm the rat man. Though he did produce one of the greatest documentaries ever about the Canon film, so it's, it's hard to hate him. <laughs> the uh, Electric Boogaloo documentary, he did produce it. Oh, did he? I'm not gonna forgive him yeah. for for that. Yeah. Oh, it's not a good spot the when you're in your your pictures in the in between <laughs> these two assholes. <laughs> Weinstein and Spacey and Ratner's right in the middle. Kevin Spacey. Though, to be honest, Kevin Spacey's the only one that's actually probably murdered people that accused them. I don't think Weinstein... Allegedly. He didn't do that. Allegedly. I say allegedly, only because I don't want to get murdered, not sued. I, 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 don't, I don't want the four people that are watching to come to get a hold of Kevin and tell him, hey, 
we're talking shit about you on this podcast that not a lot of people listen to. This is how we this this is how we post this. This is how I should post the clickbait article online. You'll never guess which castmate of HID or, or BMB was raped by Kevin Spacey. Ends up being none exactly. of us. Allegedly. Yeah, and it's like allegedly. No, there was an intern. It was an intern that we never met. I was visually raped by his performance yeah, in K-Pax. It was insulting. Oh, I, I was raped by his, his performance in A Little Thing Called Superman Returns. Oh, God. I keep forgetting That's he's in that. hours, you're not getting back. No. Well, yeah, he's Lex, Lex Luthor, Mr. Luthor. I just can't stop thinking about his pool table on his, on his boat. And how little sense that makes. All right. Um, well, well, when you're a multi-billionaire, you have a pool table on a boat. That's just that's what it means. But it's still just a waste of space. You could have had like that. Could have been like the, the sex chambers or the sex dungeons. I, I like how that's where your head goes. Not that the Superman lifts an entire island made of kryptonite into the sky and doesn't have any any effects on it. I, I'd have to remember more about the movie to to be that's mad about that. I remember okay. almost none of it. You gotta be a. Yeah, you gotta. Oh, I, yeah, I guess so. I, I don't think I've seen it since theaters. Wait, who directed that? Son, Speaking I, I of sexual I, predators. Oh, the other guy that should be in that. Oh, movie. God. All right, let's get to the task at hand here. The man, the man can direct. God damn it. The man can direct the movie. The family man. It's hot in here. Yes. Use it to fan myself. Have you ever seen this before? Is this your first time? What's, what's going on with this no. movie with you? This was my first time watching it. I had always heard about it. I knew about it. I just wasn't interested. I didn't care. And then um, finally watched it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was actually really sweet and nice. And um, it's not too schmaltzy. It, it gets kind of schmaltzy, but it's not too bad. It's not like uh, not 100% saccharine. It's pretty good. But I mean, you could tell the, the subplot with that um, the redhead on the screen here. When he goes, are we having an affair? Is there something going on between us? Yeah. Well, there could be if you let me. Are we being I honest? don't wear strapless, cr- crashless panties for my husband. But uh, <laughs> so you think that's going to go somewhere, but it never does. I feel like that's a cut sequence. I bet you he probably goes and sees her. And then he says, like, you know what? This is I don't feel this isn't who I am anymore. And then he probably. But they just the movie's already like two hours and ten minutes long. It's a long movie. That, considering what it is. Yeah, there's probably a French cut of this movie where he's just like, you know, raw dog in her, the back door, and he's looking out the window at Taya, and he's like, and they, yeah. she looks up and sees him, and they just have a moment, and he's like, oh, no, I won't do this, and he fucks the dog right, after, too. He, after, he, after he blows a load in her. Yeah, he finishes. He, he, yeah. But, ah! but he comes to his senses. What did I do? It's a Louis C.K. when he comes back down to the other guy, like Bruce Banner. Exactly. Uh, uh. My my daughter's never going to look at me and says, you're back. But he never changed. I love you. you. And then, oh, this is like the longest way to go. Uh, This movie's also the longest way to go to abort your children. Because there's no kids here at the end, and there never will be. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, he's got two kids. Like, you know what? I fell in love with my children, but Taya, we're, we're, we're in our 40s now. I don't think you should have any kids. We had kids in the other life, but no, no. Take out your uterus. You're done. We're not going to have any. It'll fall like Saigon anyway. Time will take care of it. Maybe you don't have to do it. 
I don't want to handle a baby retard because you're too old and your eggs will create a baby retard. I can't handle that. I'm not that kind of man. I need a normal kid. Miss Madam Secretary. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Oh, God. She's also married yeah, to... Only up to now. Well, I bet not she's anymore. still getting late night booty calls from David Duchovny. And she's ignoring those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss you. I love you. Da- David, me da- then... David, stop calling me. I, I married. Fine, I'll come blow you, and then I'm going back to sleep. All right, just you pay for the Uber. Who's she? Who's she, who's she married to now? I don't know. I I, don't I, I I didn't see her for like a decade because she's what was on that. TV, yeah. What was that TV show she was on back in the nineties? Madam Secretary. Oh no, no. That's oh, I don't. Know. Oh, oh God, I have. I can't remember. I couldn't tell you. She was I guess on. We can look it up yeah, I'm pulling it up TV. now. She was on a show I watched <laughs> and actually liked it. From what I remember, we had the technology. She was in Jurassic Park three, Spanglish. Yes. Oh, that's the bad one. Deep Impact. That's uh, I don't care. I never saw it. Was this her show, The Naked Truth? Yes, that's one of them. That sounds familiar. But that was like a short-lived show. I think it was like a two-seasoner, if that. Although, look at this. Yeah. She was on the X Files. If you're in the her. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is the show. Oh, my. No, I remember this. Okay. Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Oh, wow. That was the giveaway that I remember it now. She was in a Chris Elliott show. That says something. That means canceled for sure. Well, uh, the other Mrs. uh, American Horror Story ladies in it, Holland Taylor. Which one's Holland Taylor? It's the one that uh, Sarah Paulson's married to in real life. Oh, the old lady. Yeah, the older lady. (laughs) The 75-year-old woman, yes. Um, And then... Who else is it? Chris Elliott? Sarah Paulson Amy, likes them old. She's got Amy Ryan from The Office and Amy The Wire. Ryan, that's, yeah, that's good. George Segal's in four episodes. Fred Stoller, who we who we saw. You were there for that, right? We saw Fred Stoller and uh, one of the Wayans brothers. I don't think so. at a Barnes and Noble in L.A. Okay, maybe you weren't there. I don't. Know, I can't remember. I don't. I don't remember Fred Stoller. I was the I only person Fred that Stoller recognized is. Fred Stoller. Person, you would be. I have no idea who <laughs> yeah. that is. He's a guy. He looks just is he a comedian. Looks and sounds just like Ray Romano. Okay, that guy. Okay. Yeah, it's this dude right here. Hey. Yeah. You recognize me? Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Hey. But he's like more pathetic. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that yeah. guy. Yeah. But yeah, he was the one. Uh, get off the phone. Get off the phone, and he gets punched in the face and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, so that show was ninety five, ninety eight. Um, also, I just love Taya just from Bad Boys, the first Bad Boys movie. That's right. Yeah. But plot of the Family she's Man. Kinda, she's done now. Well, now she's in Madam Secretary. Like she's not. That show's doing well. Yeah, but that show's not on anymore. That show's been off the air for like ten years. No, it's not. It's currently on. Is it still? Yeah. No, you lie. Does it say it's still on? It's. I haven't okay, watched it's been off the air like three years. years. It was on from 2014 to 2019. Oh, okay. yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you said 10 years. It's been off the air three years. Dead. Well, three years in this day and age is like 10 years now. I remember my mother-in-law watches it, and I was watching watching the episode. I'm like, and she, They're all doing their speech, and her, Tim Daly plays her husband, I believe. And they're sitting there talking, and all of a sudden oh, there's the an explosion, man. and it looks so cheap. Ah! It's so funny. When so she, is it the designated survivor prequel? Because 
remember that Kiefer Sutherland show where he's like in an office because he's like the only member of Congress not to be in in the hall because that's the the designated survivor. It's like a Plan Z, just in case everything goes to hell. And is that what that was about? Goes to hell, so Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland becomes president because he's like the low guy on the totem pole in the government, but. Since everyone gets blown up in a terrorist attack, he becomes the president. Wow, I didn't know that's what it was about. Yeah, that's what that show was about. Who made that yeah, show? Yeah, I, I don't uh, think it lasted very long. Like a David Lindelof show or something. Guys. I don't know, maybe. I feel like it was one of those big overproduced network shows that gave Kiefer probably millions of dollars to be in one season. It filled his nose up, I'll say that. That was, that was David Guggenheim. I was close. Guggenheim. It was a right. David. Well... Kiefer Sutherland does not fill his nose, please. He's a drunk. Please. <laughs> well, how do you think the you... Man, the man is clearly an alcoholic. Yes, but when you need to sober up in a hurry... <laughs> well, that, that's what Flight taught me, yes. John Goodman. Let's ask uh, and someone who knows. Taught me. <laughs> I don't even know if yes. Nick Cage ever did drugs, but he just seems like he does a lot. Or did a lot. But anyway, let's, sure. let's task at hand I'm here. Sure. He must have, right? Jesus Christ. I mean, did you he see that? To, yes. Did you see that video of him someone made about cocaine? No. Oh, let's watch it. How, how could that exist if you never did it? Yeah. Yeah. Just allegedly. No, but again, allegedly. Nick Cage, more of a boozer. Because he's usually when he's out. Oh yeah, he's when drunk. He's out, he's drunk, and when he's <laughs> drunk, he's drunk, and he, he's. I mean, he's like not fun. Because Kiefer Sutherland's fun drunk. Nick Cage is like, I'm gonna fucking hit you drunk. Like, like what are you looking at? I'm a star. Fuck you, Elvis. He'll hit you. Kiefer is like, hey, Kiefer, you're a pirate. That would explain everything. And he jumps into a Christmas tree. Yeah. That's Kiefer Sutherland. What's this? I heard, st- I heard, I heard a great story about Kiefer Sutherland in a bar because my friend used to go to this bar that he frequented. Kiefer would come in all the time. Kept it afloat. And one night, he can't, oh, fuck. He probably paid for half the, the COVID bill. <laughs> he saved that whole bar. Um, apparently, one. Well, this is two, a couple incidences. One incident allegedly was outside. And, and no, this is true. Um, Allegedly. I don't think Kiefer gives a shit. Kiefer would be proud of this. It's hilarious. <laughs> so Kiefer is like, they go outside to smoke, and in the bushes, there's like rustling. And someone's like, no cigarette. <laughs> it's Kiefer Sutherland. He's in the bushes. And they go, hey. And he goes, hey, hey thanks, man. And he goes in, he gets his bar. And then the second time, so he pops he up like a. The bar and he, goes, he pops up like a Family Guy pops cameo. Out of <laughs> Like out of, out of a bush, he just appears out of a tree. Bar. And then I get, I, I don't like know, a squirrel. Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's yeah, it's amazing. He's, he's got that ability. Look at this. And, and oh, look at that. That's a nice shirt. That's a Nick Cage shirt right there. That's a new one. First time That's we get the, to wear it. The, the, it. Wow. Oh, well, it's from the DVD you bought. Yeah, yeah. This is what I had to buy it. Yeah, I can wait because I wanted the shirt. Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. That's fantastic. That's great. That's a wonderful. It's way more yellow than it shows That's up on fashion. camera. It's actually a bright-ass yellow. All the colors are kind really of washed off white? on camera. Yeah, it looks completely white. A yeah. yellow shirt. Well, in the this. second time... This is a super yellow. Kiefer... Oh, okay. Oh, I can tell there. There's like... He's got like a little halo going on. Yeah. With that white, and then he's like... He's, he wants to do a cage. Look anyway, second Kiefer Sutherland. 
Kiefer Sutherland was in the bar and he goes, I I want to bet, I want to bet a couple of drinks for me that I can do a roundhouse kick. I can kick this thing out of your hand. So someone's holding something and he goes, Quah! he does it and he, he accomplishes it. He roundhouse kicks the air and a complete 360. The guy's incredible. He's an athlete. <laughs> he's, he's a martial artist. He's a, a fun guy to hang out with. Now, I can imagine, because in the 90s, Gary Oldman was a big drunk, too. Oh, yeah. Now, in the 90s, they all hung out. Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, Gary Oldman. I mean, can you imagine going bar to bar hopping with those guys in that period of time, that, that time frame? I'd rather hang out with them than those douchebags in the Pussy Posse, DiCaprio's Pussy oh, Posse. Oh, that's what I mean. Absolutely. Holy shit! How long? So more fun. How long into the night before I beat the shit out of Tobey Maguire would be the name of the game? Oh, I, I, it, it would be the first thing I did. God as soon damn! As he came into the room, I'd punch him. That guy's such a piece of shit. I've always not liked him, and I never quite could put my finger on it. You tell me he threw change at you. Adds a yeah. little bit of credence to that feeling I have. Oh no, he's a prick. All no right. one likes him. I've heard so many stories. Kiefer's not in this movie, so let's let's quickly get through this here before we get super sidetracked again. <laughs> we're, we're 17 <laughs> minutes sorry. in and barely talked about it. Um, that's fine. Plot's really simple. Nick Cage although it begins in 1988. They're at a, a Taya and yes. Nick are at a an airport, and it does have I will a be good. Honest, that threw me off. It has a good book in there because most of the time you see the guy chasing the girl through the airport, yeah. and it just feels super schmaltzy. But yeah. since they set it up in the beginning, right. and that's what it, it pays off, and it doesn't feel schmaltzy at all at the end. Right. I mean, it does yeah. when he starts doing exactly. his speech, but it's, it's also it's like you said, you said right. it. Per- the exact word I was going to use. It's a really sweet movie. It's yeah, simple and it really it's, it's. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, I, I would say you know what, this could be a permanent Christmas movie. It's really like good. I'd watch this during the holidays, maybe. This would be in the in the in the wheelhouse of Wonderful Life because it's kind of a kind of a rip off of a Wonderful Life. Yeah, definitely. Only they, they don't go full Catholicism angel. They just go with Don Cheadle, who might or may not be some kind of weird spiritual guidance thing you get to use your favorite phrase right now because i did what what is don Cheadle in this movie oh he's an angel no he's a mystical oh mystical negro <laughs> yeah <laughs> movies love to do this just like yeah yeah well that's the thing that yeah exactly he's the mystical negro but he's really great but kind of like at the beginning though when he comes into the the okay so nick cage goes to the goes to London in the beginning. Taylioni tries to stop him. Doesn't want him to go. He says, look, it's going to be a year. I'll be back. It's okay. It's all, we'll get back together. It'll be fine. Long distance relationship is fine. He keeps baiting her too. I, years later. I love that when he's like, "Yeah, you don't want me. I didn't know that. Yeah, let's, um, yeah. why don't you go get the car, turn it on, warm it up, and uh, I'll call you when I get to London and ask how warm the car is. And yeah. she's like, she's like, yeah, you're going to come. He's, no, I'm not going to go, bitch. Come on. It's London. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Coke there is great. And then, uh, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get my, my, my <sighs> Nick Cage Coke. No, I got, a picture, of, the, I got a picture of the cocaine on the set here. Like, there was so much in the air. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's true. And look, Don Cheadle's and even. Look at uh, that. He's got a, a carton full of it. Oh, yeah, it's all over the place. Snow. It's snow, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's where that the transition, oh, it the transition is. from him. No, but well, there you go. Is this a coke fueled nightmare that he's having? <laughs> because it sort of gets all over the place, 
and then he goes back to his real world and he goes back into the into that fake world with snowfall so is that supposed to be a metaphor for a coke binge maybe he does have a line at the very end when he's doing his speech at the airport tour where he says out he says part of it is i don't know if it was all a dream or what and it makes you go wow that really could have been a dream couldn't it like that's possible that this and then he goes i'm gonna go home now (laughs) he leaves (laughs) i made a fool of myself i'm gonna go i'm I'm leaving go go to paris i'm sorry yeah, even if it was a dream, but, uh, he still feels this. that way. But yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, but that, that's what I mean. It's a sweet, like it's a sweet movie. Don Cheadle, uh, he, uh, they're gonna. Uh, so Nick Cage is this multi-millionaire sort of Wall Street guy. They're um, about to uh, complete this two, like two hundred million dollar merger. Oh, real quick, on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Think, think of the movie, the beginning of the movie Scrooged. Only he's not that big of a dick. He's very much Bill Murray at the beginning no, of Scrooge. Really at all. But the way he runs his company is, but you're all staying here at Christmas, and like we're doing this tomorrow, right. we're getting this done, and we like money. But he's really nice about it. He's not like a villain at all. Yeah. He's just kind of misguided. No, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's just he's a, he's a he's a workaholic. And he yeah. doesn't have a family, and that's what makes him workaholic. So I think that's the difference. But like that's why it's called Family Man. He's not a family man. He's he's a guy that lives on his own. He's a multimillionaire, successful, but. He's successful because he works. And that's all he does. The only so it's like that's just who he is. The only part I rolled my eyes at during this entire movie was uh, Saul Rubinick's first line when he's sitting there in the office meeting when Nick Cage is like, "We're gonna do it," and Saul's like, "Right, sorry, I was thinking about my happy family and children. What are we talking about?" Right, I was yeah, like, "Come yeah. on, yeah. they couldn't find a better line for that." He's like, "Sorry, I was no, distracted. No. My my kids, you know, he could have played it off not so much I, looking at the stars." <laughs> My fa- I'm just generally thinking well, about was... my family. And then Nick Cage goes, "Get out of the fucking office! You're fired." Yeah, like, and he. I'm bo- sick of this shit with you, son. Bobcat Goldthwait. Same role. Yeah, exactly. And he shows up with a shotgun later. <laughs> you. I'm drinking scotch. Did you notice Harvey Presnell, oh. Big Ed, in this movie is like the exact yeah. same role from Fargo? He owns a car place, yes. and his step- yeah. son-in-law yeah. works for him. <laughs> he survives this, this movie, though. He doesn't get, he doesn't get brutally <laughs> shot to death. In, in a parking movie. lot. You want a finder's fee, Jerry? Although he t- does take out a... finder's fee, Jerry. He does take out Steve Buscemi's jaw. And Harper is now another Modestoite. Also, he's in another Nick Cage movie, I just realized. He's in Face Off. Uh, they don't. Off. They don't have That's any right. scenes, he gets, but he's in there yeah. with Travolta. No, he gets killed by. Uh, I am Caster Troy. Oh! No, I unplugged my headphones doing that. No. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, uh, face off. After that, he goes. Uh, my mentor is dead. Oh, I'm so sad. And then, and then Nick Cage finds out. Uh, Nicholas Cage finds out because he's John Travolta. And he's just like, no. Yeah. My mentor. No. What will Margaret Cho? Is she going to show up to work tomorrow? Action superstar Margaret oh, Cho. <laughs> Why is she yeah, in that movie? He didn't slap her ass in that. She didn't <laughs> no. slap. He didn't slap her ass and go. It's oh. because she wasn't underage. <laughs> like, she was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Only choir girls. No, he slaps. He slaps the other girl in the ass though in the office. Remember, John Travolta when he's he's Castor Troy and he, he hits the one girl and goes oh. He walks to the office and she just looks at him and she's like laughing. Oh yeah, because it's like oh he's just being flirty. 
instead before of sad and depressing. Before ruined everything. <laughs> Back when you could just grab all. a handful of everyone and uh, loudly <laughs> O into the air. Grab it. Uh. Grab a titty and say, you look good tonight, honey. And then just, you know, laugh it off. Thank you. Not anymore because <laughs> of whatever. The boys will be Respect. boys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, whatever. Now they want to be then treated then like then. people. No, 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 no. <laughs> Has Jeremy Piven ever been accused of sexual misconduct? He feels like he would be. Yes, his career's over. I would assume yeah. so, right? He hasn't worked. Yeah, since Entourage. Like, I think he believes he was really art. He was that character. He, I think he thought he was him in real life and he went crazy. Okay. Because he don't work no more. Jeremy Piven ain't around. Jeremy Piven, eight women have accused the actor of sexual misconduct. This is according to US Magazine. US Magazine, sorry. I always read that as U.S. Magazine US for some reason. Magazine. I don't know why. I know. I do, too. Yeah. Is it still around? It might not be. It might be defunct. This is from April 13th. Anymore. This is their website. Oh, they're, oh so they're probably websites still, yeah. Yeah. They're not a magazine anymore. And then there's a picture of Louis C.K. Those days are gone. There's a picture of Jeffrey Tambor. There's a picture well, yeah. of Brett Ratner. Um, Gary Those Goddard. Canceled guys, yeah. Uh, who's this? Andre Velas. Larry Nasser. George Takei. Huh. Andrew what? Kreisberg. Okay, George K was accused of sexual assault by former model Scott Brutton. Oh, okay. That Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> oh, for what? A writer who worked with Richard Dreyfus in the 1980s, Jessica Tyke, uh, alleged the Jaws actor exposed himself to her in an interview with Vulture in uh, 2017. Oh, I don't believe it. I- I've never heard Dreyfus do anything. It's because you're a Dreyfus super life. fan. Tom Sizemore's on this list. <laughs> Geraldo. That makes more sense. That makes sense. Look at this. Look at my balls. Here. <laughs> I'm Richard Dreyfus. Danny Masterson. No way. Oh, here's Brian oh, Singer. You mean the 85, the 85 counts of rape, apparently, that he, he was accused of? Dustin Hoffman, TJ Miller. covered them all up. Gene Simmons, whoever the fuck Bruce Weber is. I don't know who that is. All right. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so Don Cheadle is... They're all at a gas station or like a little convenience store. Um, Cage is there. It's the night the before guy Christmas. Lost is in it. Yes, the guy from Lost, and, and he's doing a super Asian accent. Like, you got out here. Super. It's, it's like, like, dude. I was kind of cringing. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is this is uh, t- Breakfast at Tiffany stuff going on. Because that, well, at least he's Asian. He don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Rooney isn't Asian at all. That At least <laughs> that guy's Asian. Granted, but the guy, right. the guy speaks clearer than we do. That guy, that actor, he has a really smooth voice. Yeah, and they, ha- I can just picture Brett Ratner going, "Sell more Chinesey," or, or whatever the hell he's yelling at him off hey. screen while touching his balls. He, he, he must have liked him because he cast him in X Three. He's in X Men Three. That's a Ratner production. I couldn't even tell you because I've only seen X Men Three once. Yeah, he plays the the punk the punk. Uh, uh, porcupine boy. Oh, okay. You know, I finally watched that movie he like kills two, three years ago. And I was sitting there watching three. Yeah. And I was like, wait, fucking Patrick Stewart dies. And he's I'm like, what the fuck? He's in the, yeah. I, oh, not, I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. Didn't understand. It's anything. a terrible movie. It's so bad. Yeah. No, no one, no one likes that movie. That's a whole nother story. That, that's a whole nother, uh, that could be a Hollywood is dead podcast. The making of X three. I'd have to watch it again. Cause that was like a whole history. Matthew Vaughn was the original choice for that movie. Probably should have stuck with him. dropped out, I think, to do 
Well, well they should have, but they because Fox at that time was awful to work with, so they would just stifled him at every moment, every point. He just said, "Fuck," they left, and then he came back to do X Men First Class, which I think is one of the best X Men movies. Yeah, definitely. I love X Men First Class. Some people don't like it. Some people hate it. It's not as good as the second time around, but I still it's a solid movie. I still like it. It's enjoyable. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but uh, not as much as this Family Man movie. The fan, thank you. The family. Okay, so Don Cheadle is there, and he's like, "I got a, I got a lotto ticket, man. It's all gonna be awesome. This is gonna be payout, like two hundred forty-eight dollars or something like that." And then the, you know, the guy from Lost is, "Ain't no good, you liar!" And he's really doing that voice, and he does not sound like that in real life. That's not far off. That is correct. It, you it's, are doing the exact impersonation. Yeah. I'm actually doing it a little more clear than he does there. Like he is. It's much more. Oh, it's uh, so broken. I could. I kind of want to play it right now. Get out of here, you bad. Yeah, you could. He could have went uh, real racial there, but he didn't. Example. But I think the implication was in the scene that he was being racist because Don Cheadle is clearly a black man. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but I think that's well. And he's also being street. He, he's playing it like he's a. He's a street yeah, he's got the thug. got the blunt up and here that's in how his hat. Don Cheadle's playing it. Yeah, and he pulls out the gun. And then Nick Cage okay. uh, approaches him and says, I'll buy your ticket. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the ticket, man. It's a business deal. Here's the... I'm going to buy your $238 win ticket for $200. I'll give you cash. I sell it for 48 bucks. Make me profit. Win-win. So it's business. I'll make, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's business. Don't, and for some fine. reason, him Don't trying to do that deal to save their lives, because the guy had a gun out. I think Nick Cage yeah. was doing the right thing, and he still like gets punished. Yeah. For doing the right thing there. Well, it's not punished. He's not really punished. Yeah, but of, in the moment. He's given a gift. He is given a gift, but the also in the moment there, you're thinking he's being punished. Because he's like, should I let it go? Like, he's like warning him. Oh, you. you right. All right, here we go. Yo, Buster, check the ticket, son. Check the ticket. Oh, you get out. Yo, you ain't even look at the ticket. You looking at me, son. Check the ticket, You son. get out now. You take the ticket somewhere else. Next customer in line. That man is like, he's so American. That talks man. like you. Yeah. He talks like you and me. He kind of, he, he sounds not like that. He, yeah, he, he's in a lot of stuff, that guy. I should really learn his name by now. He works, yeah. But uh, he's in a he's ton in a of shit. Of stuff. Just everything J.J. Yeah. Abrams does now. Pretty much, yeah. He's in a lot. He was in Lost. He was in, uh, yeah. He's like that one but, guy um, that's in everything J.J. Abrams does. That little chunkier dude that looks like a uh, John Favreau back in the day. He's got a beard. He's in oh, Star Wars. Oh, well, yeah, and... well, that, that's 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 J.J. Abrams like best friend. Yeah, he's so in I guess that's, uh, tons of stuff. We grew up together, so that's like he says that's his good luck charm. That actor, and I always forget his name. And he dude. killed him. But he's good. He was he, in Heroes. He killed him in Star yeah, Wars. So I had to die. <laughs> They had to die in Rise of Skywalker because the plot died before they even finished the script. I was like watching so it and I'm like, oh, human being in it he'll too. live. And all of a sudden it's like, there he goes. And they're like, you know, red tango ah! down. I was like, oh, they killed him. Shit. He got his oh, scream scene. Not happy. <laughs> yeah. Neither was I oh, watching Dammit that movie. Was not pleased. So he make he nobody was pleased watching he, that movie. He goes, you have any regrets? He's like, no. He's like, oh, you had a chance. You had. But like, if he told the truth, what would have happened? I don't, I don't understand his magical powers. Well, again, I, well, because then he comes back into the movie later. He's barely in this movie, honestly. Yeah, I was expecting more Don Cheadle. I thought Don Cheadle was going to show up like in the middle of the movie. He does to sort of tell him, "Hey, 
This is this is no because toward the end. No, he, he shows up in the car. Remember? Because remember the belt. No, well, okay, that's at the beginning still though. That's like the first act. He's still in the first act, and then he doesn't show up to like the third act because he gives him the bell to ring, and his little daughter later rings the bell. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I love that part because Nick Cage realizes she just rang the bell. No, why did you do that, you stupid little bitch? You rang the bell. I should have took that from you. I forgot about the bell, and that's a good setup and payoff. That they do in this movie. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about right now. What bell? The bell. Okay, so remember uh, Don Cheadle gives him a bell. And he goes, what, what, what do I, I need to talk to you. I need to see you. He throws in the bell and he, he rings the bell. And he goes, "That's I, I got to ring the bell and you'll come. That's right, Jack. And he just leaves and he takes off. Because he says, I'm going to go for a walk. Let's go for a walk together. You want to go for a walk? He goes, yes. Oh, yeah, I see it right here. Go for a walk. Okay, I honestly he missed this. And he leaves. He gives him the bell. Yeah, I yeah, see no, it. Yeah, that's a big part of the movie. I uh, yeah, yeah, just missed the bell he, part. Yeah, I, I, I this is my third time seeing back. this, but yeah. Can you imagine oh, how little we're gonna have to say back. about Trespass? Oh, it's nothing. Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> I like Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> I, don't I, mind. I didn't realize he was in it. All right, so I, I was like, he, they trade. He goes to sleep that night in his little lonely penthouse and wakes up in uh, in bed with Taya. And oh, poor guy. And then, oh, poor guy, yeah, exactly. Poor, poor man. He's in oh, the same no. living hell that the David oh, Duchovny no. was in. You gotta go fuck Jeez, six different women in the subway. Piece of ass. So, you have a sex addiction, you can't help yourself. Yeah. She's super attractive during this time, too. I had a thing, oh, no, thing for her. Like her. Her prime. Yeah. She is. This is prime Leone. This is this is USDA choice prime. I think that's Leone. why I watched that show with her and Chris Elliott. It's because I had a crush on her from Bad Boys. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I I, I, I like her. Watch it for Chris Elliott. Well, I remember her in other stuff like Deep Impact, and I'm like, is she a bad actress? Yeah. Like no. she just kind of has like one she's good tone. This. Yeah. But I think it's just well, she she's limited, yeah, well, I mean, but yeah. she's good when she. When she's in the right role, she's good, yeah. but she's limited because she can't. Yeah. She's very yeah. monotone the way she talks. There's not much she can do. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I like her. But uh, he wakes up, he's with the family, and he's. It's just a, a fish out of water situation from there. And they handle it in a way that's actually refreshing because he's not just like constantly fucking things up and people are like. Like a mo- most comedy, f- like, like these would do. They would. Oh, he's like, why are you doing that? That's not what you. He's literally going like, "Hey, where's my office? Do I have an office here?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Can't tell if he's fucking with him." He's like, "It's back there." And the daughter's like, "Yeah, you're not my dad, are you?" Because he can't figure out how to change the baby. And then it's right, yeah, yeah. You know, you get those kids that are smarter than they should be in movies like this, but it actually works in this, right? Yeah, all the stuff yeah. with the tra- with the trading. That... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, she has that cute little, that cute lisp going on. Yeah. The little girl, like, she's just too cute for words. She's like, what are you doing? You have to take us to school after that. You have to go to, I have a practice Ballet. at the end of school. So you have to pick me up at Porto Early. Ballet at Porto Early. Yeah, it was funny. The scene right here. But thank you. Thank you for telling me how to. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Thank you. She basically gets him by, and she's like, he's like, goes, he stops the window, yeah. rolls down the window. He's like, where am I going now? And she's like, Big Ed's Tires. Yeah. Why? Big Ed's Tires. You work, you work, work there. And he goes, why? Yes. <laughs> like, 
S Y again. Like, the fuck am what? I working there for? Oh, I work at a tire store. Oh, I will. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I will say this. Not wrong. It keeps Come the on. plot moving along, and it shifts focus on what it, what his feeling is in that moment enough that it doesn't feel like it's a really long movie. Because he goes to the tire shop and he's like trying yeah. to figure it out. And he goes home and he, they don't really focus on him like fucking up and like not knowing shit about tires. They just assume you know yeah. that he's a smart guy and he sells things for a living and he can figure this out. And he does off screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh good, and we don't have to and sit there. And he does there. it later in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, yeah they, in the movie later he's selling tires to the next guy. Yeah, like, when it when it ties into the plot for the next plot point of going to New York and and yeah. get, getting his old job back essentially, and right. that's when it works, and that's when yeah. it needed to be shown that he's really good at that. It's it's a, it's actually yeah. a really good script. It keeps moving. It doesn't yeah. focus on too much. He has that yeah. part where he yells at Taya in the in the mall there about was this our lives yeah, and that, that sort of. That's a good one. And she she handles it I'm gonna go, so well. I'm gonna get a funnel cake at the food court. <laughs> Be the highlight of my week. And he doesn't do his cage freak out. He keeps it really simple. And he yeah he gets mad and then he apologizes in the car because he's not like you said yeah. he, he's not a piece of shit. He's just like he's just used to being no. selfish and this is my life. And now he has to deal with things that are yeah. a, a bigger than him. Yeah. And right. I guess that's as simple as I can make the rest of the plot because he trades back and he doesn't want to. And then he has to go find Taya it's again. Like, She's moving to France. I, if, I trade, if I traded my life with you, you're the family man. I'm not a family man. You'd probably love to come over here for a week. I'd probably love to go over there for a week. But I'd be like, I don't know what to do here. I feel like you're gonna going to ask me to trade with you for a week now. <laughs> I come over there and fuck your wife. Listen. You come over here and jerk off in my little jerk off aquarium over here. Hey, I got all you want. I got, I got movies. I got magazines. I got what you, what you need. What you need. No. Um, I don't have any of that stuff here. But um, no, it's just funny. It's just, it's just I got magazines. It's a sweet movie. And yeah, I know. That's what I sent you. I got a box of those still in the garage I can't sell. Nobody buys them. I mean, literally a fucking box. I have like 50 of them. From my uncle's garage that I that I ransacked and probably all together made about two hundred bucks off all the stuff I got out of there. So and you, if that's like lucky. Yeah, if we did trade, it would be horribly confusing, and I would be like, I don't know where the fuck awful. home or work are. I would not be paying attention enough in the moment because I'm freaking out. That I would be like, all right, fuck, I left home. I didn't even realize where I lived, and maybe I'd have to look at the right, reg- yeah, registration okay. well, or something. Yeah. And he didn't, yeah, he didn't know where you lived because he went to the house and he goes, where do I live? I don't remember. Where's my house? <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's all stuff and that makes and sense. Also, Jerry, yeah. And what I liked about this was he didn't focus too much on the subplot of the other of the other people in the movie, which I feel like there's probably a bunch of, are there deleted scenes on the Blu-ray? Like I don't know. I, I didn't scenes? look. What, uh, yeah, it does say there? deleted scenes. Yeah, but... I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious to see if there's a bunch because I feel like they had all those character actors Piven in and... this movie playing like his friends, Piven and the other guy that's in every movie. The guy that has one arm. The shirt going in for yeah, yeah. The other guy that has one arm. Yeah, who had one arm? The the guy that works at the tire shop with him has that. The guy that he's from a uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. One arm? No, he had a broken arm, but one oh. arm was tied. And he's on the bowling team, and I was like, oh, how's oh, he gonna okay. bowl? He's yeah. probably right-handed. How's he bowling? Yeah, the bowling scene, which is in our poster yeah, yeah, yeah. right above us here, I like that scene because yeah. you think he's gonna like 
figure it because he's so smart, but he's like, all right, we can do this. Right. Like, yeah, you you took the Wall Street yeah. by storm. You can do this. And he bowls yeah. and he hits like five pins, four or five pins. And he's like, yes! He celebrates. Yes! <laughs> and everyone's like. He goes, I conquered yeah. bowling. <laughs> yeah. and like, not even a, not even a, not even a, uh, he's a spare and he gets like five pins. Now. Exactly. And every yes! single scene we're mentioning. I'm the conqueror. If, and I hate to give credit to Brett Ratner because I don't really care for the guy outside of his personal life. I just don't, I don't really normally care for his movies. Um, he, no, he's made lots of shit. But every scene is handled really well, not schmaltzy and not saccharine. It's just like yeah. kind of little vignettes during this part of the movie where it's him going bowling, that, him going to work, it, him going here, there. Again, though, that kind of just shows you the power of a good script. Yeah. That this script was probably so good, no director could really fuck it up. Because what, what's Ratner going to do? Like, have him ad-lib a scene and, and shoot that instead? Like, I don't think he's that stupid. When the Hulkster well, comes for him. No oh. more, but... <laughs> Brother! <laughs> when you said, what's he going to do? That's what Reddit. popped in my head. What's the well, rat man going to do? When I'm coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that video online from the 80s, the two black wrestlers? When they're talking to the guy with the mustache from the 80s, WWF? And he goes, Hulk Hogan, I'm going to get you. I'm going to beat you N-word. And he goes, and he stops himself, and he hits the wall because he didn't mean to say that. He just got so into character. He said the N-word on live television. That's and his because bro- he's with a he's a duo. And the guy behind him was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. His react- and then the guy with the mustache, the, the, the uh, commentator guy, he just go. He just rolls with oh, it. Oh yeah, he's got a. He's pro. Well, he's got the ear like, earpiece okay, going. Move on, move on, move on. Don't worry about yeah. Hulk Hogan's gonna come after you now. You know that. He's still kind of like, still like ashamed he said it. It's fucking hilarious. You know they're like and cut. He's like, what he's the black, fuck is wrong with you? With yeah, yeah. What? I'm black. You say that, but not about. I didn't mean to say about Hogan, but fuck. You're, I was in the. I was in the. Motherfucker, when you're on live TV, you are not black. Okay. Um, you know, you there's a white guy yelling at him off screen. Man, he owns your ass. <laughs> so, so he owns Shakes the Snake. He owns uh, Andre the Giant. He owns your ass too. Speaking of people who had to step down now because of scandals, done. Vince McMahon. Yeah. All right. He's, so, he's just done. He's you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's wrap this up because we've been talking and we're we're barely discussing the plot. I give this movie a seven. What I just it's yeah. I'll, I'll go A. I'll go A on it. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I, it's a very nice, sweet movie. But I think the scene where he's with his daughter, he says, I love you. Yeah, well, yeah. One part. And she goes, my daddy's back. Oh, I was like, oh, that's yeah. fucking sweet. That's ridiculous. And you don't that's feel like nice, a, That's the nice moment. You don't feel like an asshole for, like, actually thinking it's sweet. Because it is. It just genuinely is. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you watch, like... No, you don't feel like a pussy. Well, a similar plot is... You know... <laughs> I, I came home and they were you watching. Don't feel like a pussy when you're crying your eyes out watching this movie, like I was. I came home, yeah, Mr. I Lonelyman. I uh, I came home I and they were they were too. watching the end or the the new Dirty by or uh, Cheaper by the Dozen movie. I almost said the Dirty but Dirtier by the Dozen. That's a different franchise, the Dirty Dozen. That's <laughs> a good movie. No, but the the new Cheaper by the Dozen was Zach Braff and Gabriel Union. Gabrielle Union. 
And it's a very oh, similar plot where, Disney Plus or something? yeah, and he starts to get the mm-hmm. bigger career going. They move out to the big city and they get the apartment. And it's like, th- that's where I kept waiting for this movie to go. But he's just like, she's like, I don't want to do this. Like, and he has, she has that scene where right, she's like, yeah. if you want to do this, we'll take the kids from the life they love and we'll do it. And it's like heartbreaking a little bit. But yeah. that movie was like, that's yeah. so fucking schmaltzy. Like, they got to sit there and like, right. Come on, I just want to like it's it's so dragged out everything and with the with the moving and everything that movie's like two hours more, and ten minutes for no reason. Was it more selfish? It's more he gets yeah. what he wants in that movie as opposed to this movie. No, it's it's more the, selfish. He, he's self. He's he's more selfish in those moments than Cage is. Cage is like excited. Okay. You know, he's like, I'm going to show you this. And right? Like, yeah. It, let me know what you think. He and he's like not a dick about it and. Zach Braff kind of comes off like a dick in those mm-hmm. scenes, but then he comes to his realization later. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. doing the wrong thing. You know, you got that typical right. turn, but this movie handles it really well where it's he doesn't have to go full villain yeah. for a couple scenes like every fucking movie like this. No. He's just misguided. No, he's trying to yeah. give her a, yeah, he's trying to give her a good life, like a better life. Like he's saying, look, I could give you you know, we don't have to you don't have to worry about work and not getting paid anymore. You can enjoy the finer things in life and just enjoy like the kids to go to better schools and be happy and successful and but it's just like you're not understanding what's you know what's missing there but then he figures it out and that's the whole point of the movie he figures it out and, and it he dresses like a fisherman at the end of the movie he does and it makes more sense that he he does those selfish things because he hasn't been with her this entire time so it's understandable he thinks that she would have the same motivations in life or the same dreams not realizing that she doesn't right. because he doesn't really know her that well because yeah. he wasn't married to her. Right, yeah. But in Cheaper Brother Dozen, right. motherfucker's been with her for a decade now. He should know that that's not what she wants. And like, so it comes off super right. selfish. Who's he married to in, in that movie? In Cheaper Brother Dozen, the new one? Cheaper Brother Dozen? Gabrielle yeah. Union. Isn't she like 50 years old? So Zach is Zach Braff. Braff. Is like Thirty-five. Zach Braff is not thirty-five. Sir. Oh, Zach Braff! I <laughs> yes. thought it was Zach Efron. I thought he said no. Zach Efron. Oh. I was like, what? No, Zach Braff is fifty. Yeah, yeah I was like, what okay. world do you live that in where sense. Zach Braff looks thirty-five? I, I was thinking you. I, I got you. Said as um, yeah, the, the hot, the good-looking boy, Zach. Uh, what's his name? Zach you Efron. Said, yeah. Like, yeah, Zach Efron. He, yeah, he's he's like uh, six, seven years younger than me. I think. Yeah, I thought you said Zac Efron. No, no, that would be different. Zac Efron is 50. Hey, I don't care. If I was 20 and Gabrielle Union showed up at 55, and I'd I'd still marry her. I don't care. Well, no, no, no. it makes sense that Zac Braff did, but I'm not saying the 35-year-old can't go with Gabrielle. Gabrielle Union's hot, but I'm just saying, like, she's old. She's not, she ain't young anymore. I'd be, like, surprised if they they made Zac Braff. It would be, like, that reverse, be the Tom Cruise effect. His girlfriends are, like, 40 years younger than he is. I'd be oh, good for Gabrielle Union. She's a, got a forty-year-old husband, forty-year-old younger husband. Yeah, she's forty-nine years old. Dwayne Wade's forty. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And he's always wearing Man. shorts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this picture. Is that crap? No. Dwayne Wade. Oh, Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a red carpet. I got prostate problems. I got prostate problems. Fuck you. I gotta wear shorts there on my balls. Oh, he's okay? gotta get quick access to his dick so he can fuck someone else. How do you how do you be married to her and fuck someone else? I don't understand men. It's it's a, it's a it's just a celebrity thing. Yeah. Uh, I, 
time, or it's an ego. It's an ego thing. Just an egotistical. Or I would just be like, all right, I'm yeah, married to you. Let's move to a cabin in the woods in Montana. Like, I don't want to see another woman. Can I'm, we just? <laughs> I just want to stay home with you all day. Yeah. You can't leave the house. We need the. I will. We need to I'm seclude happy. ourselves and just <laughs> live out the rest of our days. Go to Target today. You're fucking liar. Anything else to say about you're gonna get real jealous and <laughs> threatening? <laughs> I smell the adventure on you. What were you doing? Hey, uh, <laughs> well, I smell. I smell feminine products. You went to the store. <laughs> um, well, any any parting words of wisdom no, no, or yeah, thoughts no, for Family Man? Yeah. No, Family Man enjoyable. I think I'll rewatch it come Christmas. Um, I really liked it. I might even buy it for Blu-ray because it's not on streaming anywhere. Can't fucking find it anywhere. Nope. It was on. It's for on free Amazon for twenty years. When I, no, not for free. No, no, not it. free. It's it it's three ninety nine if you go on Amazon. But luckily, I bought the Blu-ray. Yeah, that's what I mean. yeah. yeah, it's a. I actually. Well, I, had I think I agree with you. I was watching the ending, and my wife came downstairs. They woke up from a nap when I after I got home from work today, and uh, I mean. I'm locked in this house all day. I lost the thread of this show, the plot line of the show a long time ago. All right. So she comes downstairs and I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, this is actually like a really solid movie. And I was like, it's yeah. called the family man. And he's like, he's not freaking out. He doesn't scream in the movie that made a couple of short little lines, yeah. but they make sense in the moment. He felt, it felt like they were, the producers were probably on set going, this is not a freak out Nick Cage movie. You need to stay in your lane and just be the sweetheart and, and, do this and that's it that's all we're asking yeah same thing with uh only yeah. not as boring as his role in uh city of angels he's so boring in that movie yeah but uh, this is the end and speaking of avoiding yeah, cliches boring. is you don't see the whole conversation he does a speech to her and it cuts to them and you just you get the ending and what they're going for yeah. and they're the fuck out of there credits are rolling by yeah. doesn't yeah. we don't need to see that's that it's a good way to end it yeah it's a yeah. nice it's we we can assume it works out in a in a weird way, you know. However, you want to do it, but I don't need to hear this conversation. Do you? No. Exactly. Let's get the no. fuck out of here. Credits. Bye. Like. <laughs> Good. All right. Bye. A shaved off ten minute scene. Trespass. Trespass. We had to watch Trespass. That was my third time watching The Family Man. This is also my third time watching Trespass. I watched it the first time because. When I was getting in the pod, well, getting into podcasts the first time, one of the first episodes of How Did This Get Made was Trespass, and I was like, "Ooh, I love Nick Cage," and uh, well before this show, and I went and got it from the Red Box, and I watched it, and I was like, "How is this a Joel Schumacher movie? How how is this movie real? It's so bad." I kept okay, my third time watching it. And I kept sitting there staring at the screen. And people are nonstop screaming and nonstop swearing. And still the thought that kept popping up in my head was, this movie is toothless. Like it thinks it's a, like it's a dog barking at nothing. And it thinks it's a badass. It's like, well, you fucking fuck that motherfucker. I'm a fucking cuckold. And you sucked his fucking cock, you fucking slut. And it's like, uh. And he'll hit the guy. And uh. And I'm like, oh, this feels so fake. Like, not movie fake, just, like, pathetic. Like, yeah. it feels like they want to be, like, a Tarantino script. But it's just yeah. the fucking worst. And this is one of the movies where Nick Cage puts on a voice, which I didn't notice nah, at first. Nasally and thing. I was like, wait a minute. 
I'm talking like this. I'm for my family. I'm better. I'm worth more dead than alive. Kill me. Take my kidney. Take it. Take my kidney. I don't need a fucking kidney. It's just like this back and forth between the. And I, it's one of those movies that go back and forth on the plot. Like you're supposed to. It's like a tying. Entangled plot where the brother, Ben Mendelsohn's brother, betrayed him, and Cam, that's why he uh, this money. The Twilight he, guy. He's having an affair with Nicole. Yeah, he's having an affair with Nicole Kidman, and then Kidman doesn't want anything to do with him because at the end the guy burns to death in a fire. It's hilarious. I laughed when you when Nick Cage took the nail gun. This is for you, motherfucker. And then, and then he nail guns his feet to the floor. Oh yeah! As the the house catches on fire. Oh my god! I I laughed out loud at that. Yeah, Ben Mendel Mendelsohn. It's, it's just a boring movie. It's like the the writer saw Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Now he has those two stories about his face, you know. And right, he's like, oh, I'll do that. So Ben Mendelsohn's story changes every every twenty seconds. Right, you know my, but yeah, I need a kidney, you know the or the money. Either way, I'm leaving here with a kidney or money. I don't need a kidney. Right. Come on, no. I, oh, you think I fucking need a kidney? My dad drove. He's a drunk driver, and he cracked. And like, oh my god, it's so stupid. And it doesn't right. fucking matter. They're I mean, there for money. A, I don't need an explanation. Yeah. And it's just those diamonds are, their diamonds are fake. <laughs> They're fake diamonds. Go ahead. It's, you know what? Do you know what diamond means? Real diamonds are unbreakable. And he stomps on them, and they break. Oh, they hit him with the butt yeah, again. Oh God! Diamond literally means unbreakable in Greek. Yeah, and oh, God. Uh, okay. Uh, the major problem with this movie is uh, Cage and Kidman are in the same scene and same shot like four and a half seconds. They have an argument, and that's the only scene we get. We don't see the lovingness. We don't see anything. So it's like. They have zero chemistry. I don't I give a shit if they get killed right here. I was hoping they would, because uh, shit, they got they got fifteen guns pointed at them the whole movie. Nobody, and they keep pretending to shoot them. I'm gonna kill you now! And no, 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 no! That happens like seventeen times in the movie. Ben Mendelsohn's so arm amazing. must have been so uh, tired during this shoot. <laughs> He's constantly with his arm and a gun to someone's Joel. head. How many times does he say, "I'm gonna shoot this Joel, bitch"? I'm holding the gun too much. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's too much. It's so annoying. They must it's have eventually... Like, let's do it already. I don't care. They must have eventually gotten a stick that goes from, like, right here in his arm to his his ribs where he just... It, oh, exactly thank you. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it would explain it's why the gun never went down. Animal factory. God damn. Yeah. And it's it's really... If only... Did, the, if only go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, if only Alec Baldwin had that stick gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have his hand on the trigger and... Murdered a woman in in court right now. So the intruders. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going away. Major plot of the movie. Oh, trespass. You mean. Trespass. Cage is a diamond seller. Trespass. He sells diamonds to <sighs> overseas, and I guess he just kind of de- makes deals with them between the suppliers and the, and the buyers. I, I don't really can't really get more specific, uh, specific than that because the writer did zero research on how this works. Nicole Kidman is yeah. apparently her, a robot from the Stepford Wives still, and she just, yes. I am at home, drink wine, and she literally stares up, because she can't move her fucking normal. face anymore. Her face is so fake, she's, she's, and she just stares, she used to be so, so attractive, and now I'm just like, oh man, it's like, just age Dude, improved Joker product. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly what it looks like. 
<laughs> but she's just she's frozen in constant it's... surprise. Yeah. It's so Not sad. That Joker. <laughs> yeah. And then I got an Emmy. They have a, a piece of shit daughter who wants to go to a party, and they argue for fifteen solid oh, minutes god, in the beginning that, about going to the party. That, oh god! And she sneaks that out. Is so fucking tedious. I and don't she, care. And she goes over and she oh. she, she goes to Nico uh, Tortella's house, and I know him from the following with with uh, Kevin Bacon. I'm like, oh, that guy, yeah. And that oh, speaking of right. like super cliche and like unbelievable, is he's like, oh, it's going here, new girl. How old are you? 18. Cool, cool, cool. We should fuck. You, you're you really going to enjoy that. It's going to be the highlight of your week. Anyway, here's all my drugs and money in this safe right here. This will set up for later. So uh, th- that's that. But I'm going to yeah, go yeah. ahead and close that. And let's ignore it. Let's fuck. Let's fuck. She's like, yeah, can I get a cab? It's not even a setup for later. It never happens. But it's like a like, plot honestly, it, device to get that it, lady out of the house. It's like, well, right. But she could have just made it up. And we never would have to have that scene. Yeah. We would have been shorter. Like she could have just made it up, and it wouldn't have mattered anyway because I don't care. And it could have been it's as like, simple it as doesn't matter at that point. Movie to end. Cut out that whole scene. Have the daughter walking out with the girl and going, "All right, we're going to your friend's house to get the money." And Nicole Kidman's like, and she's like, you know, she's clearly making it up. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm gonna think of something. The daughter has no agency in the movie. Nicole Kidman has negative agency in the movie. She's basically thrown from scene to scene, from cut to cut. She gets thrown to the floor 50 times. Nick Cage is, is this was her, her, pushed around. and Well, th- this was her, her uh, panic room uh, uh, copycat. Because she, she missed out on panic room. Because she got, pr- I think she got pregnant or something. So she should do panic room. So this is her attempt at doing panic room again. Because Jodie Foster got thrown around in that movie a lot. And yeah. she probably saw that movie. She's like, God damn it, that could have been me. I think the next movie I do, I won't be thrown around like a rag doll. Because it doesn't matter, my face won't break. <laughs> she hits the ground and nothing moves in her face. Like, and it's like you threw a rock on the ground. <laughs> What's the problem, guys? Or it's really... Oh. <laughs> if you think that's bad, you should see my pussy. Ah! Uh, uh, okay. And there's a, the whole plot of the movie is these... Three guys and one girl break into the house. So it's Cam Gigadet. I don't know how you say his name. Ben Mendelsohn, um, Dash Mihawk, and stuff. I've seen her around. Liana Liber- yeah. Liberetto. Liberetto? Sure. Whatever. No, know. that's the daughter. Uh, Jordana Spiro? Oh, okay. Is that? Yeah, that must be her. They all break in. For no reason, the girl robber goes upstairs, fucks off upstairs, and like starts trying on dresses and like makeup and like watching their home videos. And I'm like, what is she doing up there? What is her goal? Yeah. She appears to be out of her fucking mind. Do they do, do they even let Dash Mihawk? Do they let Dash Mihawk have a line in this movie, other than when he's dying, when you think he's dying? Yeah, I don't think so. Because eventually, is he the big guy. Yeah, he's the big dude. He's in a ton of stuff. That's, he's the guy. Okay, he's the guy that. Yeah, he's been. He's the one that says, "Your brother betrayed yeah. you." Oh, oh. But he, the, he, Fa- family's a bitch. Because he, he has a fight with Nick Cage, and Cage stabs him with the needle, and then you think he dies, and then he gets up later, and then uh, the Twilight guy has to shoot him to save the brother, or the other way around. I don't give a right. shit. But then he's he's like bleeding no, out. He's no, like, Ben Mendelsohn kills him. Yeah, whatever. And he's dying. It's like he's also in like Silver Linings Playbook, Kisses, Bang Bang, Romeo and Juliet. 
uh, the day after tomorrow. He's in a bunch of stuff. No, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot. But I remember him most from uh, Romeo Romeo plus Juliet. He's on that poster with the gun, for some fucking reason. Um, Just like a Romeo and Juliet. But they're there to get money from the diamonds, and Cage has all these fake explanations, like. You know, they're laser engraved, so if you try to sell them, they're going to catch you. And it's just like right. this stupid chess match between uh, these idiots and Cage, who's also an idiot. And I don't care if any of them die. So you're sitting there watching this for what yeah. felt like an eternity, but and it really was... Oh, shit, how long was this? 90 minutes. 90 minutes, yeah, exactly. It's 90 minutes. Yes, it feels double the length. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. the family man felt half the length because it, the script is yeah, solid. Yeah, it's a two-hour movie. Yeah. And it's a great well, this movie. This movie literally ends, ends with, with Nick Cage bleeding out on the backyard and the house burning and then all the families together. And we're supposed to assume, oh, they live happily ever after when he doesn't die from his gunshot wound and smoke inhalation and he's broke anyway. So, it, like, they're not going to – maybe they're going to get all the money out of the insurance money for the house. That's what he that says, remember? Twist, but we don't – is that what he said? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what he screams when he's right. when he's like, "Get out of here!" He's like, and he's like dying. And he's like, "The insurance money will take care of it." That's why he had that speech about I'm worth more dead than alive. But then he's like, "The house is burning." He's no, like, I you're about "The insurance life. will cover it." Yeah, he, well, first life. he's talking about the insurance and it came on the fire. Life insurance, yeah. Then, then he was talking about the, the yeah. home insurance. Okay. But um, right. Either way, didn't give a shit. This family could have burned in that fire, and I wouldn't no. have batted an eye. I wouldn't have my my train of I thought wouldn't hoping. have moved at all. I would have been like, ah, no, that okay. I said, good job, Joe Schumacher. You you killed these people in a wonderful burn in a wonderful fire. It's the one time I would have appreciated the depressing ending. Well, that the way that one guy goes out, it's like I guess because Nicole Kidman shoots him. And he like falls and he and he burns up in the fire right away. But it's like he goes, oh, oh, and he's dead. It's like, wait a minute, that's not how that works. I think he was taking. He'd be screaming for like minutes. Maybe that scene where he was in the in their pool was like an hour before he actually broke into the house, and their pool was filled up with kerosene. Maybe that's what it was, and he's in there like drinking it like an idiot. Apparently. Because he went up at like yeah, that. It was like backdraft and he fell into the yeah. fire, you know? He just yeah. he gets a, yeah. engulfed in flames it, and he's gone. It's like, what? It's like his skin was made out of gasoline. It was like, what? It was like his a... pores were tainted gas the whole time. He was like one of the extras from Volcano. Where he just goes... Yeah. Yeah. He's just he was, gone. He was uh, John Mike... Uh, he was our buddy, uh, John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. In... Um, in volcano, where he jumps out of the subway car and he lands on the on the lava and he melts <laughs> and he starts to go down, saving the guy's life. Yeah, so he, he falls in lava. lava. We're yeah. talking about a fire that's like yes. twelve seconds old. It's not yeah. incredibly hot yes. yet. It's burning loose paper money and right now. He landed now. on. He, he lands on like a curtain. <laughs> Like, and the curtain is so flammable that it wraps <laughs> him in flame immediately. Yeah, it's, it must be one of those curtains like they used to have in houses back in the seventies that you had to they had to tear yeah. out of houses because they're like super flammable. Oh my god! Am I ever going to show a clip from this movie? Is it even worth it? No, you're not because it sucks. I don't want to besmirch Joel Schumacher's memory. I kind of do because he makes either a really good movie or a really bad movie. <clears throat> Or somewhere, I guess there is this somewhere one, between. I mean, they, I mean, 
There's movies he made that I think are they bad, but I enjoy. Money in this. Yeah, it's too much. Right. Like, uh, people don't like the movie, the number 23. I actually really enjoy that movie. It is cheesy. It I is... never finished it, so I can't really talk about it. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not great, but I, I like watching it. I don't know. Uh, same thing with 8mm. That's a sleazy fucking movie. That's a fun one. I think 8mm is is um, considered a decent flick. I don't think people poo-poo that one too much. I think the average audience doesn't like that movie. People who are in the movies like well, it. Well, it's like, just so dark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's just a dark movie. But Falling yeah, Down yeah, is yeah. great, and I don't know. He's got a bunch of great movies. Yeah. Uh, uh, Time to Kill. Time to Kill, yeah. Time to Kill is pretty good. Um, Lost Boys. The Client. Um, falling Down, The Client. I mean, he's, he's good. He was good. He had a Batman and Robin. Tigerland's supposed to be good. Tigerland's um, good. I haven't seen that since it came <laughs> out, but. Yeah, Tigerland's pretty good. Yeah, I actually Phone like Batman Forever. Okay. Batman Forever is whatever. It's fine. It is what it is. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, I'm trying to think but about. Yeah, no, Trespass sucks. Trespass fucking sucks. I also gave it a three. I, I gave it a three. It sucks. It's terrible. It's awful. It was, it was a fucking chore. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Sally Man was lovely. Oh, he did that? Ooh, wow. He did Bad Company. Never saw that. Down. I never saw Veronica Guerin. Guerin? Veronica Guerin? That was okay. That was okay. Blood Creek? Yeah, that was a key Blanchett. 12? What I are these know. movies? Blood Creek uh, is like a Nazi thing going on here. What is happening? What is this? A man and his brother on a mission of revenge become trapped in a harrowing occult experiment dating back to the Third Reich. Starring... What Henry 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 Cavill and that bald dude from uh the prison prison escape, what's that show called? Is it called Prison Escape? Prison Prison Break. Prison Break. Dominic, Dominic Purcell. Purcell. Michael Fassbender. Oh my God. This might be what? the greatest movie ever. All right, we need I to see this movie. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it here. We'll talk about it after. But okay, there's also a movie called Twelve. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, has Chase Crawford, Emma Roberts, Rory Culkin, 50 Cent, Zoe Kravitz, no. Kiefer Sorry, Sutherland. No. Emma, Emma Roberts, no thank you. Yeah, but I just said Kiefer Sutherland. So now you're invested. Oh, and it also has the drug right. friend okay. from this movie, from Trespass. This came out the year before oh, Trespass. No. A young drug dealer watches oh, wow. as his high-rolling life is dismantled, dismantled in the wake of his cousin's murder, which sees his best friend arrested for the crime. That sounds boring as shit. Is this is this the movie about Evan? <laughs> Might be. Film school? Is that Evan? Oh, he did Flawless. That's Evan's the... life story? I forgot. Oh, Joel Flawless Sh- was okay. I have not seen that movie. 6.4, it's, it's yeah. It's whatever. It's nothing, nothing special. It's whatever. Time to Kill, Diamond Forever, The Client's Falling Down, Dying Young, Flatliners is okay. It's good. Cousins. Yeah, Flatliners. Is, the Lost yeah. Boys people love. Oh, yeah. St. Elmo's Fire I really enjoy. Uh, DC Cab. Yeah. I never genuinely watched that, just parts no. of it. Never saw it. Yeah. The man's got a weird career. Just a strange one. He does. Was... Now he's dead. Now he's... Yeah, he just died recently. So this is, and this is our send off because he only did two movies with Cage and we did eight millimeter and now we're doing the other one. Eight millimeter is fucking awesome. This movie is yep. the flip side of that coin because it's fucking terrible. There's Good a whole night, sweet prince. 
Okay, let's quickly mention the whole plot of the the main catalyst for this movie is that can the character like the, the actor named Cam and with a weird last name. He's obsessed with with Nicole Kidman, and I guess he just wants to fuck a piece of plastic. But he's obsessed with her, and he's like created this fantasy in their head where they they're they're in love, and he's like stalking her, and he's in the pool, and he's trying to trying to kiss her, and she's like, I and they they have a whole thing where they they took a screenshot of the, I don't know who took that little photo from the camera outside, because if Cage would have done that, he would have kept watching and realized that she was like, get the fuck away from me, but you have to reveal that to the right. audience later, but he would still know that. Because did he watch right. to the kiss and go, oh, pause, print screen, cancel the video. I'm not watching the rest. You whore. Like, yeah. You made me a cuckold. Yeah. Bitch. But then none of it's real. And they keep going back and forth to the, I'll run away with you. And, uh, all right, let's do it. Don't kill her. You can't kill. And, oh, my God, it's right, so yeah, he repetitive. Says, he says that so many times. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. It's, Let me kill her. I'll kill her. Get out of my way. We're going from, and this is, I guess, the, the ending of the verses here is the real comparisons. We're going from a really, really solid script that works on nearly every single level to this, which is the most irritating, repetitive, nonstop, fake swearing. I don't know what we call it, fake swearing. It's fake, intimidating swearing. They're just like, yeah, swear more. You'll see more intimidating. That seems to be the why they were swearing so much, and it doesn't work. And everything is so repetitive, and it just keeps going and going, and it just—that's why it feels like it lasts an eternity. Because it's like you're watching the same four-minute clip, and you're watching it fifteen times. Yeah. It's draining. And I've seen these movies the same amount of times. I will never watch Trespass again. This is gonna. This is gonna like every other year yeah. or so. Yeah, I watch Family Man again just to cleanse myself. Yeah. So clearly, uh. Family, the family man wins, right? We don't need, yes. really need that. <laughs> All right, so the next couple no. episodes here, some of these are going to be verses, but let's just go over them real quick. Wild at Heart. I'm not willing to pay 30 bucks for the Blu-ray, so I have it on DVD. It's, it's still on Amazon for free, so. Sunny. Until I need to watch it, it'll be $5. Exactly. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Sunny is uh, James, what's his name? Franco. Nick Cage directed. It's his only movie he ever directed. And he is in the movie, and he's like New Orleans pimp, if I remember correctly. He's some weird little character. But um, it's, it's not a bad movie. I watched it. It's not bad. Kill Chain. How old is it? Uh, 2002, so 20 years old now. Oh, God. Oh Kill God. Chain. Kill Chain. So much okay. glare. Nick Cage is running like a hotel mm. down in like some South American town, if I remember correctly, and... A woman comes in there and needs his help, and he's like a former something something, you know, one of those kind of movies. You're gonna be last on the kill chain. Yeah, and he doesn't do a whole lot. And um, the only DVD I could find for this was a split, but we already covered guarding tests, so it could happen to you. This is the the cop episode. He's a cop in this. It could happen to you. He's a cop in two eleven. Right. Today, right wow. now, is our family man episode. He's a fa- That's why I put these two movies yes. together. It's the two right. movies where he plays a, a loving family figure, and they're very, very different. Yes. Even if his family was the family from the family man in the movie Trespass, and they d- had the same relationship. Well, no, I'm saying 
Even yeah. if he had the kids there in, in this house, if they treated the family relationships all the same, I would still like not give a shit if they killed those kids. Be like, oh, oh, the kids are dead. Okay, great. This family does not seem like they're gonna last, even if they live. So I don't give a shit. I, you have to go to work. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And they cut his finger off. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, salt on precinct thirteen. Yeah. I want more ice cream. I'll get you. Okay, so Shut we got up, Lispy Kid. Quiet Cage and Quirky Rick Cage and Rage Cage here. And yeah, Quiet Cage somehow wins. His stupid voice yep. that he does in some movies. Didn't he do that in the... Oh. What did he do that in? The voice. He did that in another couple of movies. Time. I'm trying to remember. I he, did it, he did it in the one about Osama Bin Laden. That one, the the ma- the one man army movie. Army of yeah, army of one. Uh, army of one. Army. He did the. Ah, you got. I'm yeah. gonna go kill Osama Laden. But that was him doing an impression that of that voice. guy in real life. Yeah, but that real guy in real life didn't really talk like that. He didn't talk quite that extreme, kind but he of. did have an annoying voice. No. Yes. But um, yeah. There's a movie that we so did that. That movie. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, prob- probably. Um... Trying to remember here, was it Running with the Devil? I don't know. No, uh, Ghost uh, Prisoners, Ghost Prisoners, Prisoners, Prisoners of the, the Ghostland. Ghost was Did that it? Voice in that one? I don't remember. Did he talk goofy in that? There's, I, I, there's a couple. Anyway, I've watched too many Cage movies, and it just gets muddled yeah, at some point. Yeah, they all turn into one. They turn to one movie. You should see the stack of movies. Cop running from something. The cage movies. Those oh, are all the ones we've done right here, like these two stacks. Jesus Christ! And the ones that we haven't are down yeah. there, and it's it's get it's like only this this wide now. Like we're really getting toward an ending here, and I also put up my Ghostbusters flag. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get out of here. So, yeah, kudos to Brett Ratner. I don't. There's no winners here, is there? Nope. Oh, shit. All right, credits time. Dun 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 dun.